and you can press play. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Work it, make it, do it, faster, makes us stronger, Welcome to That That Don't Kill Me, a podcast about illness, health, and disability. I'm Kendall. I'm Jamie. And uh, we've gone we've gone quarantine mode. Congrats on the 20,000, you guys, really. Congratulations. We are, we are, this is a dispatch from our separate childhood homes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm in the suburbs of Chicago, and Jamie, you're in the suburbs of Boston? Yeah, like the sort of way, way burbs compared to Boston, but yeah. Okay, yeah. the way burbs. Like I'm the not, way burbs of Boston. I'm not like right outside of Boston, I'm farther out, but like Boston is, Okay. if you're from Massachusetts, you say like, yeah, Boston, basically. Got it. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of a lie, but... yeah. But it's like okay. the closest city. Um, yeah, that's fair. Okay, cool. Well, uh, how has life been? So I have been home since. Yeah, what day of quarantine like, is this for you? Oh my goodness, it's like a million days in. I feel like I'm, I've, I've be- I'm wisened now. Yeah, really. Because you went, you uh, left before I did. Oh yeah, I was ahead of the curve. I yeah. was like inappropriately ahead of the curve, and I feel like everyone was like, Yeah, that's weird, and. And I was like, mm, "You wait. You just wait." Yeah, I we, think I'm. I think I'm right. Yeah. So, I left New York, drove 13 hours to Wheaton, Illinois, on March 9th, Monday, nice. March 9th. Nice. So, if I count that as day what? Day zero or day one? Day one. Yeah. Day one. Day two. Day three. Day four. Day five. Day six. Day seven. Day eight. Day nine. Day ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. This is my thirteenth day of quarantine. Thirteen days. Almost that means two you're weeks. like that means you're day eleven. Yeah, because I'm two days behind you. Yeah, because I left Wednesday. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe tell maybe we should tell our our listeners what uh, prompted you to yeah. leave when you did. Yeah. Well, my doctor called me and was like, "Get the fuck out of New York, or don't leave your apartment for the foreseeable future." Right. And. That didn't seem feasible, um, although I think now everyone's kind of not leaving. But everyone's at the time, changed their idea of feasible. To, people were still going to work. Right. And I have a roommate, and my roommate has a boyfriend. And I think between those two, like, extra individuals, I was, you know, potentially going to get exposed to stuff even if I was um, sitting at home. Right. So I think – uh, given all that, it was it made sense more for me to go home, and also like I think long term I made totally the right decision mm-hmm. because I mean now my roommate drove home. She's from the suburbs of uh, of Boston as well. Mm-hmm. She drove home with her brother. Um, I know other people who are now like who are either thinking about going home or. I mean, because it's really hard to be, like, in your apartment just, like, forever um, because we live in such tiny little boxes. And New York is very much the epicenter of, like, everything hitting the fan right now. I mean, I think the the count, the positive test count now is, like, 8,500 in New York. Yeah, yeah, it's about... In the state. The last I heard was they had half the cases uh, as of, like yesterday or something yeah which i think it's just gonna get worse because the city is so big and has so many people there yeah and i mean we said on our last dispatch before we even knew the scale of things that if it came to new york it would rip through there and wait i'm trying to remember were you like you were feeling very positive about it and i was feeling negative yeah i was positive vibes about it i was i mean i wasn't like all right, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I thought it was, thought it was right. I just wanted to like make sure I was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't like. I mean, I think it was hard at that point to understand how like widespread it was going to become. Um, I think I was operating on the notion of like, oh, it's not going to like really spread, and then if it doesn't, then we're fine. Of course, mm. um, if I knew that if it did spread, it would be 
that's a different story. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's not not great. I mean, uh, I guess like we could, it's appropriate to do the pain scale. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I also, Um, I I also just want to add to your, sorry for clarity, like that's when you left. I, oh yeah, I left and I told you, and I said, "Hey, I'm leaving." Well, what was so what was funny about that is you told me on the Sunday, like the day before you left. Yeah. And I had been out to dinner with my parents that that afternoon, that evening, and because mm. uh, they were in the city, and I sat down to dinner with them, and I was like, "Look, I need to talk to you guys. Um, I think I should either leave the city, or I should lock down in my apartment starting tomorrow." Um, mm-hmm. Because at that point, I was seeing the stuff coming out of Italy. That was like yeah. the big bellwether at that point. And for me, what was concerning is I saw the situation with the hospitals. And I just mm-hmm. thought, like, based on, you know, my experience yeah. in hospitals, I was like, New York, if it hits New York, they're not going to be able to handle it. Well, and also, like, I don't know about you, but I have the notion of, like, I am not going to be the one they pick to save. Right, yeah. Sure. Like, I'm, I'm definitely, like, going, okay, like, what are my odds if I get right. sick? And there are, are eight people for one ventilator. I'm not thinking it's good They're odds not, for me. Right, exactly. Now, if they used a different metric, if they used the metric of, well, what have you proven you've survived before? Right. And I would absolutely get that ventilator. Right. And, and also the metric of in most in most like, you know, a hospital in non-war times, let's say, um, still has to make sometimes decisions like that about who to prioritize. But like we get prioritized a lot in those situations. Oh, yeah. We because, you know, it's like give the care to the people who are, are sickest and need it most. But that's not really the no, rationale no, no. That's, that's we're seeing now. Um, but yeah. So, survival of the fittest. Right. Really. So I thought like, you know, I was confident in my ability in a normal situation to survive it if I got it because I had, you know, pneumonia tons of times and the flu a bunch. Although arguably like heart stuff is like kind of what they're worried about, right? About for people getting it who have heart stuff? Mm -hmm. It's like heart and lung stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like I... I had an issue with fluid in my lungs as recently as November. Like I'm definitely in a susceptible place, but at the same time I've been like, you know, to what you just said, like I've thought about how many times have I survived fluid in my lungs (laughs) and it's been like, Oh, I like, I do, I do. Okay. Um, Right. But I was then adding in the extra factor of um, (laughs) nice. Um, I was adding the extra factor of like, well, what if I can't get treatment? Like, what if I can't? Yeah. And that's like, well, then everything goes out the window. Right. Um, and, and so anyway, I had that conversation with my parents. Yeah. Then I came home. I talked to you and you were like, I'm leaving and here's why. And I was like, that's funny. You should say that. Um, and then the next morning I called um, a nurse practitioner on my medical team who knows me well. I actually mm-hmm. still don't have a cardiologist right now because my cardiologist left the hospital system at the end of last year. I was supposed to go meet the new one and potentially have a new one, but that appointment, of course, got put off. Yeah. So I don't have a cardiologist right now, um, but I called my nurse practitioner who's kind of like the next best thing in this situation. And I, I barely got a sentence out. I barely got the thought out. And she was like, yep, absolutely get out. Um, if you can, like, that's what you should do. Um, yeah, I mean, I 100% think that that's the right call. Yeah. It's because, like, they don't have the resources they, to care for people. Right. It's just, like, and, and that's exactly, like, exactly what we sort of thought might happen is exactly what has happened, especially in New York. Um, right. Where it's been hardest hit, so. And I think it's, I mean, it's definitely going to get worse before it gets better. Absolutely. So I think we're, we're on the, we're on the up curve of this. Yeah. We're pretty far out from where the peak is projected to be. And they are already almost at the end of their rope, so to speak. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Which I think, I think that, um, we have seen people kind of come out and step up and I do think that reinforcements will, will arrive and, and that kind of thing. So I yeah. do feel... I do feel good that we are 
um, I, I think we're finally taking this seriously. Like I think yeah. in this last week we've seen a pretty severe shift in tone. Yeah. And I'm even noticing that amongst my friends, like people going, Oh, I think this is going to be till June. Yeah. You know, and, right. and whereas like a week ago they would have been like, I, I mean, like I'm still going out to dinner, right. you yeah. know, like I don't really, you know, so I think, I think there is a huge difference. I think you're right. And good. I, and I think that's the biggest problem and, and like thing to reckon with for most people is like coming to terms with the fact that your life will be disrupted for quite a while and understanding mm-hmm. that this is, you know, months or, you know, uh, enter- yeah. entertaining the possibility that it could even be longer, but like really it's, just making yourself comfortable with that fact. Yeah. It's a hard pill to swallow. I think it really is. And I think I, mean, well, maybe, I wake up every morning and I'm like, is, it, Oh God, is it over yet? Still yeah. we're in this still like, I wasn't dreaming that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's also the element of, like, regardless of the specifics, it's incredibly weird to be living through, uh, like, a world historic event. Like, it's just a very weird thing to be. Mm-hmm. I mean... In some ways, like, the idea that it is global and it is impacting everyone at the very same time gives me comfort. Yeah, like, for sure. I don't, I, I don't, I don't really know why that gives me comfort, but... I feel like I I go, oh, like everyone is giving stuff up for this. Like everyone is disappointed. Everyone's sad. Everyone's anxious. Everyone's, you know, like at their wits end. Everyone's dealing with in in a, with like whatever, however they can, um, you know, everyone's dealing with a, a level of, uh, fear that they're not used to everyone's you know right. kind of hitting their capacities and, and and that looks like all different things for all of us but we're all experiencing that same thing and I feel right. like that to me gives me a lot of comfort I, I agree with that I'm feeling the same thing and I think it's also like you know people rag on um, the state of our uh our connectedness and like the, the role of the mm-hmm. internet in this, but like, I actually feel like we're in a saving our life. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, an incredible advantage right now. Like it's, yeah. The, the internet is also like, I mean, the creativity is at a top level. Right yeah. Now. I'm pushing out mad memes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should like share in the link some of the, our favorite things we've seen because there's just so many, but like there's so many good ones. I, saw, I think my favorite is the, um, there's a tweet. Of uh, of, it was a video of a. It was basically saying like all the sports are canceled except for this one, and it was um, a guy like like using the Swiffer right in front of a Zoom vacuum, <laughs> yeah, as if it was like curling, yeah. And it was I just thought it was so funny. I yeah. don't know why, so funny. That is very funny. I think I did see that one. I also saw. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the other athletic one I saw was like the guy in his kitchen, and he takes a little bit of soap and puts it on the floor, and then he takes some water, and then he starts <laughs> pedaling his feet on it like it's a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, that was really funny. Very funny. Um, my favorite one I saw recently was someone, uh, a woman in New York, actually posted um, a video of. Uh, like a car alarm started going off outside her window and she imp- improvised playing the piano in time with it. And it was oh, like wow. actually really incredible. Like it, she created like this amazing song. Um, I feel, or did you see, um, there was the person who created, it was like, um, Oh, what's that song? Uh, caught in a landslide, no escape for reality. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Bohemian. Thank yeah. you. Did Bohemian Rhapsody t- like Corona style? Oh boy! Whole- oh my goodness, it was so funny. I sang it and like with my friend on the phone, like the full new rendition of the lyrics. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! It's it was like so bleak and funny and mm. yeah. Yeah. The epitome of dark humor. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, there's like a a weird feeling of like togetherness. And we'll talk about this a little bit more, but for me, one thing I'm feeling is like I like I've like spent a lifetime being very familiar and used to um like my own like physical 
danger and like mm-hmm. the yeah. fragility of my physical health. And that's been like a very outsider experience. And suddenly like the entire world is familiar with that feeling. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's like, it's weirdly comforting. Like that's great. It's, I mean, obviously I mean, that's I what I wrote about basically. Like, yeah. Right. The idea that like, you know, I, this has been my whole life to fear my health. Right. And now it's kind of like everyone else is in it too. Yeah. And it, 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 you know, you don't feel so alone, which of course we don't, we don't wish this feeling on people, but it's like an unexpected <laughs> upside. <laughs> Honestly, like I kind, it's like nice. It's very yeah. Nice. No, it is nice. I'm yeah. I'm not. It's I'm not like denying teeny, that. Tiny little dose. It's like a teeny little dose. Right. Exactly. Um. Okay. Let, before we get too far into this, yeah, I could see us verging off course. Yes. Let's do pain scale. Pain scale. Um. You go first. <laughs> um. We're doing this on Zoom. And so I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> You're rolling a pen yeah, across your face. A, yeah. I'm like pushing my nose up with it. So it looks like I'm a, I'm a bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> what are the CDC guidelines okay. about putting a, a marker, touching a marker to your face? Um, I think that um, I can do all the face touching I want because I'm, I've You're been safe. isolated. Yeah. Yeah. So I can just really touch. I can go at it, you know? <laughs> Um, I really loved when everyone's like, oh, I just can't wait to do it. Like, go home and do some nice deserved face touching. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. What is your pain? Mental, physical pain. Oh, me? Mental, physical, emotion. Yeah, you. Um, it's so weird because there are so many different aspects of this. I know. But we also have all of the time in the world to discuss them. Yeah. I have I'm like weirdly calm and like doing pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. Um so if I'm being completely honest, I'm like a th- maybe a three or a four. Wow. That's pretty good. I mean like, you know, certainly there's the moments of dread, but yeah. I even that like I feel uniquely like at peace in a certain way like that's good yeah um i know everyone is saying you know everyone's doing all caps tweets with the hand clap emoji saying you don't have to be productive right now i just it just so happens that i am being very productive right now i'm not i'm not like trying to force myself to do it but it's just happening yeah so i'm running with it to be honest um but also, yeah. you know, okay. so I'm getting a lot done. I'm getting a lot of work done in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, you know, taking it easy when I need to and playing a shitload of uh, Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Okay. Yeah. Good times. So that's like, that's where I am. I'm, you know, chilling. How about you? I think it depends on the day, honestly. I mean, I think mostly I'm actually doing pretty well. Um, given all the circumstances, mm-hmm. I think I'm like doing okay. And I don't think I have as much like um, mental like anxiety about all of this as most people do. Like I just, it's more just dread. It's just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. It's, yeah. It's really not like, it's not that I like I'm going to crash in in some kind of way. It's mostly just like I don't want to I don't want to be doing this like right. this like this isn't fun, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I I don't like being bored. Being bored is just about the worst thing that you could ever do to me. It's it's like it's horrible. Yeah. But I I guess I compare it to like you know, and we're going to talk about this later, but like having surgeries and stuff, like you have to recover. Right. You have a certain period of time that you just have to go through and you just, that's the expect, like there is an expected period of time that's just going to be bad. Right. And you know, and you kind of just block it off in your mind that that's the time it's going to be bad. Yeah. And I think the thing that differs here is that 
I don't feel sick. Like I don't feel bad physically in any way, shape or form. I actually feel great. Yeah. I'm like running a ton and I'm, you know, like eating good food and, you know, I I feel good. Right. Uh, And so I think that makes it so much easier. I think the hard part is just the fact that I'm not with anyone my age and that can get like isolating, I guess, and right. lonely. Um, but I do feel really grateful that I ha- I am with people. Like I am at least with my parents. Right. I do know people in New York who are like dead ass alone. Right. Um, and tiny studio I, apartments. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like probably give myself maybe a little bit higher than you, like a five maybe. Gotcha. Like I feel fine, you know, like not good, right. not bad, just like fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really grateful for work because it occupies so much of my time. Yeah. And it is a lot right now that I feel like okay, like at least I'm being occupied in a good way and I I feel like I'm getting a lot done and I feel like I'm doing a good job and that all feels really good and you know, I like having the routine of getting up and we have a call every morning at this time and we're all on zoom and like you can't just be on your phone you got to be on zoom like people are seeing your face you're seeing other people's faces like I think that that's nice to have some like structure to my life right um but yeah I mean do I want to be doing this absolutely not (laughs) like absolutely not I have definitely like tempered my media diet too like I'm not reading all the articles anymore. Like I know it's bad. Right. Right. And I see the tweets. Like I don't need to like pine over how like, you know, devastating people think this might be, you know? Right. Which I think is an interesting point. Um, I don't know. I think it's a little bit like aggressive when people are like, I'm going to read every article and make myself feel like shit. I agree with you. And I think like, I think what's interesting to me is, that has been the state of things about other subjects already for the past several years, right? Like mm-hmm. we acknowledge that we're living in this time where everything's kind of like a fire hose and we can't take everything yes. in and we can't shut it off and it's always awful. Yeah. But when we're walking around in our day-to-day life, I don't know, there, it feels like there is always at least some justification you can make to yourself to try to be informed. And I feel, maybe this is just for me, right now, absolutely nothing is added by figuring out or learning more information because there is yeah. nothing we can do. Like, like yeah, also nothing like, will change about needing to be isolated, like in this house. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, we're inside and you know, whatever. And our, and outside what, like, you know, when it's warm out, right. Or whatever, right. that actually will help so much, I think. But we're inside for, you know, as long as this lasts. So that I totally agree with you. Like the daily updates, like the daily minutia details of it all doesn't, doesn't add much. Doesn't really. Yeah. You don't need to take it on. Yeah. I feel like maybe for us, it was like, we took in as much information we needed up until we decided to leave the city. And then it was like, we're good. Like we made our, we made our big active decision. And then, yes, I took a huge exhale. Like, immediately once I got home, right, I was like, yeah. oh, I do not, I'm not worried anymore. I am totally fine. Right. Yeah. Totally um, fine. Like I felt so relieved. Yeah. So I totally am with you on that. Yeah. Which also certainly is like, I think maybe we should acknowledge like definitely a privilege that some don't have. Um, the, the, yeah, of course. To, to, you know, leave, Pack and up and pack up and you know have family in a place that is have family yeah. that's welcoming and safe and then a place that's you right. Know. But also a privilege we don't have is that like everyone telling us that like if we get this like we might die. Right, so. exactly. Like we, you know, <laughs> that's right. That part too. We're using this privilege to our advantage to make up for the fact that we actually can't treat it like everybody else is treating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I like love that people remind you of that. It's like. They remind you of that on the news. They're like, don't worry. Don't worry. The average American. Only people who are old 
yeah. or have a chronic illness yeah, it's, or dying. It's nice being reminded that we're not the we're not average Americans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, the funny thing is, like, if you actually know that, I mean, 40% of the American right. population chronic or incurable diseases so right and then the other you know there's another huge good part of those people who are just like over the age of 60 right exactly which seems like you know yeah it's it's also there are very healthy people who are finding themselves in the icu and they're like you know 30 right and and i think a lot of the early talk about um the lower risk was solely focusing on um, um, a mortality rate and not the... I kind uh, of think it was dumb. It, it was, the messaging was kind of dumb. It definitely was dumb. I agree with you. And, and it completely precluded the fact that um, it wasn't taking into account the rate of people who would get this. And obviously now we're seeing all kinds of predictions, but it's like a, mort- yeah. a mortality rate means a lot less when everybody has the disease you know what i mean or everybody has the potential to get it like right it's not really a reassuring statistic anymore i just feel like they should have been i i just feel like younger people were like oh well if i get it i'll be fine it's just kind of like the flu so like this is no big deal and i kind of feel like that was a stupid call i agree to, to message that that way because now when people are being like non-compliant, it's like, well, you told them it didn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I think there's been some late effort to like make up for that. I'm seeing a lot of messaging. There's this messaging now about like, Oh, it's a huge, like half of people have it are in the 18 to 49 demographic, which isn't actually like an age demographic. It's also a huge, that's a huge group. Huge range. It's like, it's 20 to 50. Like that's a lot of life. Yeah. It's, they're kind of fudging the numbers. I think to, to, to scare younger people to push back against the early kind of like fuck up, which Mm -hmm. fine, whatever. Like if that's what we need to do at this point, yeah, I mean, I don't care. Again, I'm in my house. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a weird, it's a very, very weird time. Super weird. Um, so that's how we're feeling. Yeah, that's how we're feeling. Should we talk a bit about the experience of this as, as, yeah. as sick people, as people who've been very familiar with Sure. not only illness, but isolation and... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think like it does feel like a similar experience. And again, like to my what I said earlier, like it's actually better because we're not feeling like shit. Right. Um so in that way, you know, you actually want to talk to people and you want to be social and do things that like make you feel better when you're sick, like you don't want to do any of that. You just like lay and you toss and you turn from like one side of the couch to the other side of the couch because you feel so bad, you know, like you don't physically feel well to do anything, you know, let alone. Right. I don't know. So I think in a lot of ways, this is like way, way easier than, you know, recovering from like a big surgery. Definitely. I'd agree with that. Um, but yeah, there's like, for me, there's, there's a lot of similarity to, I mean, to all of it, but especially to like my experience of less dire hospital stays, like mm. sort of, um, like I had a lot of hospital stays that were, where I was like in the, in the range of like too sick to be at home, but like was in a medication trial of some kind or needed to be in the hospital to, you know, to try some new treatment or something. And like like, observational kind of, yeah, I had a lot of those admissions and Mm. to me, this feels very similar to those um, because I was able to like retain some degree of um, normalcy, normalcy, like compared to other patients. So that it just like is so eerily similar to me. Like I also remember I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I, I had at least once, maybe twice, a situation where I was inpatient on the floor and the floor had to lock down because of a spread of some virus through the hospital. And like, this feels mm. very similar to that as well, of being like, I'm generally not that sick, but there is something out there. And so like, I go between 
you know, normally I would go between my room and, uh, you know, the playroom and the kitchen and maybe a walk around the floor. And then certain days I, c- I can't leave my room. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. It just feels very, I've definitely had isolation. Yeah. Isolation. I think like when I've gotten fevers and stuff, you're in isolation. Yeah. Right. So your fever breaks, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't really had stays like all of my, I've been like, whenever I'm in the hospital, like I'm pretty sick. Um, so I've, I haven't really been in the hospital for like, I think like once I'm, once I'm like, okay to like, and kind of like engage with, like, I don't even, a lot of times when, I, when I've been in the hospital, I've been kind of too sick to even like want to watch TV. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Like can't even focus on that yeah. because I'm just not like doing well. And so I think um, for me, it's a little bit, it's like more like, you know, when I've been home recovering from surgeries, like gotcha. kind of still not really able to do stuff, but like just home. Just home, um, yeah. Right. Or like, you know, after I had surgery in New York and I was just with my parents and there was kind of like no one there. Yeah. Um, people came to visit me eventually, but like there just like wasn't a lot of people that I knew there at the time. And so I would say like just have this like extended long period of time of being just with my parents is actually very familiar to me. Yeah. Um and uh yeah that's that's all good um i think it makes this feel less severe right um, and again like this definitely feels better and than all of those times because i'm like working and i right oh and I you're healthy good. yeah yeah and i'm like going on runs and things and so right. i think the duration of this will potentially be longer than anything I've ever done before. Yeah. And I think that possible. I think that will be the hardest part is just how long right. this feels. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. You almost kind of have to like not even think about that. Yeah. In order to like get your head around it. Yeah. People start saying June and you're like, it's not even April. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've heard people say 18 months and I'm like, we're not only is that useless to think about because we don't, there's no real evidence. Like we're too far away to know if that's going to be true, but like, there's just no way to get your around that. I mean, I also think it could interrupt life. Again. Like, I think it could, you know, be an up and down kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, and that's the, f- ideally this is going to be the worst up. Yes. Right. Like and once we, once we like, stop the spread in all of these areas i think it could we could see resurgence in various states cities whatever again but i think right. it will we'll know how severe it is and how quick we have to shut everything down i think everyone will be quicker to action and and i think it will be shorter agreed and i i also think that'd be the best case scenario and like an ideal scenario. And also in that scenario, we would be hopefully equipped, our hospitals would be equipped from having right. gone through this. They would have the ventilators they need. They would have the space, you know, the staff. Yeah. And so like if we, we get like a nice two quiet months. Yes. Right. And then even if it broke out again in New York, I mean, maybe at that point I'd feel, I don't know, maybe I'd feel safe staying safer staying staying at that point um yeah because i would know that i see it yeah i mean yeah that's i'm hoping for that for that scenario and i think that's that's likely i will say if if that is the the way we go i think it would only at least for me reinforce the feeling of uh similarity to the past because of like the in and out nature of like Mm -hmm. serious illness um like the up and down like you recover and then you're sick again um, but I will say, I think, I think the biggest effect, um, or the biggest sign that like we are sick people is just, is more the psychological, like the feeling of kind of calm and, and like familiarity with, yeah. like we just, I mean, from, from knowing what to do, you know, when it first hit to just like knowing how to structure your day and operate like in this scenario to, to being able to get your head around 
not being allowed outside or to like, it's like there was no mental effort of us to like, oh man, I have to get my head around not doing what I want to do. <laughs> like we're very yeah. familiar with oh, what we want to I, do being taken away from us. That's, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, when people are like, but, but I can't do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's everything in your life immediately changed and you have no control over it. Sometimes you can't got to get it all, give it all up. Yeah. Right. Like the idea that people haven't had to deal, deal with that before is actually mind boggling. Right. Right. Especially like, like, Oh, your whole life hasn't changed in a instant and you had to drop everything and, you know, give it up for, months at a time right oh right wow, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is that like um and uh, I think there's something really true to that like even more than just like being in the hospital it's like your whole life being upended at the at a moment's notice and everything changing right. immediately and, and everything having to fall into you know following the kind of code of conduct to right. deal with whatever you're dealing with. Right. And also even, you know, the feeling of when that's not going on, even walking around with the knowledge that that could happen at any moment. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's also like, it's just the adaptability that we're used to. Yeah. Like we're just so used to like, Oh, we've got to shift my whole life around this new thing. Yeah. Got it. You know, we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, figure this out. You you made the call to leave and it seemed like you were uh, you packed you were packed and you had a car pretty quickly, um, but yeah, I mean I'm that's really- like that's what it's like. We're very we're very good in very good in disasters. Yeah, always prepared for danger. Yeah, I think we're just. I think actually now I'm just trying to sell anyone who might be listening that um, we have a lot of value in any disaster <laughs> scenario. You you want to keep us around um, because we're really good. Give us a ventilator. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm seeing a lot of people my age saying like, you know, you know, I feel so useless now as like a you know a millennial with an office job. I can't do anything in a crisis. And I feel like, yeah, I can't chop a tree down, but I'm like otherwise pretty good in a disaster scenario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. I really do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That whole, um, have never had to kind of like contend with something immediately taking, like making all your decisions for you. Right. That, that like I could spend, hours yeah. thinking about that it's such a weird hypothetical hours. it's a weird thing to like try to put your put your head into to even think about what that'd be like like yeah it's like it's true it's truly mind-boggling yeah. like i just have i have no there's there's no like even there's, it's never been, it's, it's never, that's never, that's not a thing. Yeah, it's, it's never, 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 it's even, never been a thing. Never been an option. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like a different language. Um, that's why like, you know, when I see pictures, even still, I saw one last night of people in New York congregating in, in parks and stuff in close quarters. Of course yeah. I have this like first visceral feeling of, you know, what the hell is wrong with you? But there's mm-hmm. this second voice that's like, well, of of course, like they don't, it's very yeah. easy for me to be like, oh, this is all very simple. Why are you doing like, why aren't you doing all the <laughs> things that you're supposed to do? But and, and there are a lot of people who also are feeling that way and are like, who are these idiots? Sure. Yes. That's, I think we're seeing a lot of that on online. I, I don't mean to say that we're the only ones sort of who see that and go like, you know, what's wrong with you? But there's another part of me that's like, oh, it makes sense that so many people aren't able to, to shift into that gear as easily. I think it's like, it, my favorite thing is just like the shock and awe. Like you're expect, but we planned this trip yeah, I, two months ago. I planned it. Yeah. I planned it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Right. Like the kids, like the kids, uh, that video of the kids in spring break in Florida saying like, well, we already booked the trip. It's like, I know, I understand how travel works. (laughs) I assumed you had a reservation. That's not the question. Yeah. It's weird, man. Yeah. Really, really weird. I, I do really wonder though, like, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I wonder about the after effects of all of this. Like yeah. what, what people will, I don't know. I think also, especially for Americans, like we're a fragile kind in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. you know, we haven't seen much disaster, no. much horror, much pain in our country in ways that other countries have definitely had to contend with absolutely and i think in a lot of ways we're like oh yeah it's okay it's happening to those people right in in a similar way that you know maybe our friends or peers are saying like well they've watched us grow up and they're like oh it's fine because it's happening to the like to them yeah right you know like it's not me and the shock and awe with that like happens when they realize that it's like when they finally have to contend with it themselves that they realize like they're not um, untouchable in that way yeah. is just, is just really interesting. And I wonder what it will do to the kind of like American psyche. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's like really, and hopefully it will be better for this. Honestly, I, like, I was going to we'll say more about people and their disasters. Like I was going to say, I would, I would hope so. I mean, I, I would hope that in, many arenas i you know you're seeing people kind of talk also talk about like oh look at what um is happening to the environment without um human consumption for a couple of weeks and it's like you know some people are are taking that to like an extreme and saying like we're the virus which is just you know like eco-fascism but um I, i i would hope people would take that and be like oh this is i'm seeing concretely like the effect that my actions have in, in so mm-hmm. many ways. And maybe mm-hmm. I change that when I come back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also like, I think it, there's something really fucked up by the, the way that we had to have Italy get it in order for us to go, Oh, that could happen to us. Yeah. You know? Right. Like China, it was like China, China didn't matter. South Korea South didn't Korea matter. Didn't matter. J- Japan didn't matter. You're absolutely right. It was like, oh, it got to it got to Europe, and suddenly we were like, wait, 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 we can't go eat pizza and pasta in Italy. Yeah. Like, you mean you mean the place where we go study what? abroad? It hit it hit the place what? where we where we go on vacation. Yeah, and and like I don't know, Ebola happened in you know a variety of different countries in Africa, and like we really didn't like not not we as in like everyone, but. Mm, you know, I guess more dominantly. Yeah. We didn't really care. Yeah. It is kind of funny that with America handling this so poorly, where it seems likely that we're going to be sort of the hardest hit by it. And it is very funny that we're probably going to have a, a sort of a moment, a global moment where America is being like, you guys, you have no idea how hard it is what we're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the yeah. rest of the world being like, all right, you know. Fuck yeah, you. go go fuck yourself. Welcome to our our reality. Yeah. I mean, it, well, definitely. I mean, I wonder what it will do to this kind of notion of American exceptionalism. I hope it kills it finally, personally. I mean, I I I doubt that that will happen. Yeah, sure. There's something, there's something so deeply ingrained in us it's that a, we just love the smell of our own farts. Yeah, you know? right. It's un, it's unkillable. It's a you know unkillable idea. We it's we were socialized this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we like ourselves the most. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Weird times, but very weird times. Uh, obviously, we're superior. We are than everyone else. Yeah, and that's why you want us in your disaster <laughs> you and, you team. And, you and me individually. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I superior. I got it. Um. So, so I think if, that's really what we're trying to say here yeah so if this really devolves in a couple of weeks or months we are who you want on your on your team we are very Put us on your ventilator list. we have a ton of medications um we have tons of supplies that's right that we we do actually we're very quick with packing go bags um we really are <laughs> so yep. we are who you want on your on your apocalypse team yeah exactly hire us <laughs> yeah for the low, low price of? I don't know. A reserved ventilator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard that, like, rich people are trying to call the hospitals and, like, reserve a ventilator for their family? I have heard. 
That is the most disgusting thing I've yeah. ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Kind of like NBA players getting coronavirus tests when they're asymptomatic. Right, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. it's like all of America's worst qualities are all coming out immediately. Totally. The most, the most accurate thing I saw was, I think it was Megan Amram tweeted, coronavirus is a, is a black light for America's hotel room. I mean, it's like so accurate. It is ex- really good. It's exposing all of the weaknesses, all the weaknesses wow. that we've already known about. It's just yeah. really magnifying them. Jeez. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Megan's right. She's absolutely right. It's a perfect way of saying it. <laughs> I don't. I'm really. I'm out. I'm. I don't have anything else to say. I, I don't think, think so either. Um, I think. I think in a little bit we may talk to a guest. Um, but that's, I think, what we have for our conversation. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I guess stay tuned because I think we're going to try to do a couple of these. Yes. At least. Yeah. Um, some nice dispatches to keep you warm and, and, uh, and fuzzy inside. And in content because we know boredom is incredibly, is at very high rates. And yeah. I'm not saying that we have the highest quality content, but it is something. <laughs> it is there. Put it on while you go for a walk around your neighborhood um, yeah. and you stay six feet away from your neighbors. I saw, I went for a walk yesterday and I saw my neighbors, some neighbors, and I noticed as like, I, I, I did the natural sort of like walk across the street towards them. And then I had to stop myself and be like, oh, I shouldn't do that. And as we were talking, uh, one of them like started to pull away from me. I noticed like as we were chatting, I was like, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen some people out and about, but I've been running mostly. So I just like keep running like, hi. Yeah. Bye. A lot of waving. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, all right. Stay tuned. Stay safe and healthy out there and uh, stay indoors. Yeah, don't go outside. We're going to be talking to a guest in a little bit. Uh, Woody Roseland is a filmmaker in the Denver area and a cancer survivor. And I, Woody and I uh, know each other a bit. And I noticed on Twitter the other day that he said that he thought he had symptoms of COVID-19 and was trying to get tested and couldn't, uh, despite being in a high-risk demographic. So I wanted to reach out to him and talk to him about his experience trying to get tested. Hello? 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 Hey. Hi, Woody. Y'all see me? So uh, when did you start feeling symptoms? So a couple days ago, and I'm in this weird place where I'm not even sure if it's actually coronavirus or if I'm just feeling weird. It's like my lymph nodes are swollen, my throat hurts, but I don't have Mm. a temperature and I'm not coughing. And so, Mm. but my sister had it and I was in contact with her, you know, Mm. but my sister thinks she has it, but she wasn't able to get tested. And so I feel like it's just this whole thing about testing where nobody's getting tested. So everyone kind of exists in this gray area of like, I might have it. Do I know if I have it? No. And so I think that's what's been kind of difficult for me. It's just like that uncertain, like it's already such an uncertain time. And then add on to that, that you're just kind of stuck with, um, you know, just being in limbo. Right. When did you first have symptoms? Uh, three days ago. Hmm. And like, are you like, are you just staying? Well, I guess you're staying at home. Mm -hmm. But like, are you are you mostly still able to like do stuff? And yeah, I mean, so I talked to my doctor. So when I was younger, I had bone cancer, and so it spread Mm. to my lungs. And so I had a couple surgeries in my lungs, which was my doctor's concern was that, mm. you know, if I got it, that my, it, it's not so much that I'm immunocompromised, it's that, you know, my lungs are just kind of torn up already. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'd have a much tougher time with that. So, I mean, like I, I, I sent a tweet a couple of days ago where I was like, I have the symptoms and I can't get tested. And it's funny now that like, 
I don't feel bad. I'm like, oh, damn. Should I have not sent the tweet? I look like an idiot if I don't actually have it. <laughs> no. Well, no, I mean, I yeah, exactly as you said. Like, it's this weird thing where no one really knows. Like, you absolutely could. People yeah. can be walking around, like, asymptomatic. We, we have no idea. Um, so what was that conversation like when you called your doctor? And, you know, when you said, like, how can I get tested to find out? Uh, well, uh, so her and I were texting, and so we've been in touch for, you know, the past, like, month or so about this, and so I, mm-hmm. I shot her a text message and uh, kind of explained my situation, that I've been in contact with my sister, and so then she, uh, at her hospital, I guess they have, like, a coronavirus control center, and there's a doctor in charge of IDing people, and so she went and talked to him. And they were like, yeah, we agree, you should get a test. And she's like, I'll find a place for you. Um, and then she called me like an hour later and is like, so brand new information. Um, like no one in the state is getting tested unless it's like incredibly severe and you need to be hospitalized since there's such a lengthy backlog of tests. So gotcha. she was just kind of at that point, she was like, well, monitor your symptoms, take your temperature, let me know how you're feeling. And that's kind of all, all we could do. And so that's kind of where, where we ended it. And her and I have been in touch as I've been taking my temperature and, you know, reporting, reporting into her. And would you say you're, you're feeling better than you were a couple of days ago or worse? I think about the same. Like I'm still, I'm still mm. swollen. I still have a sore throat. Mm. Like, yeah. But, yeah. You know, I've talked to a couple of my friends who are in the same boat who have these like, you know, borderline illnesses and, you know, is it just that I have a really mild case? Is it something else? But who knows? Yeah, it's just, it's horrible because you, that's the thing. Like, if you knew you could, you know, I I mean, I guess everyone's now isolating themselves anyway and they're telling you probably to isolate yourself Mm -hmm. even if you, you know, if you exhibit any kind of symptoms like that. But it's, it would be nice to know because then you would know if like, oh, I could expect this to get worse or, oh, this is just normal and I don't have to worry about that. And then maybe if you did have it and you had a low level of it, would you be immune then? Like then you wouldn't have to worry as much in general about getting it. Totally. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. And also I think just kind of like zooming out from me personally is like, there's a lot of people who are immunocompromised who are, you know, might, might need a test more than I do. And if they can't mm-hmm. get test, tested, then I'm like, man, that's, that's kind of scary from just like a, a large scale population point of view. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not, mm-hmm. that doesn't bode well for our ability to, to contain it in any way. No. Um, I would also imagine if you have these symptoms that are kind of like on the borderline, like normally people would probably say, okay, we'll go in, get a flu test or get tested for a strep or something. But there's kind of like the catch-22 of just going to a hospital right now or a doctor's office may expose you to something that you might not have even had in the first place. So like you can't even rule out. um, I mean, is that, have you had that conversation about like, is there a way to find out if there's something else or? Yeah, it's it's basically just stay home. Just stay home. Yeah. Unless it's like, unless it's really bad, just stay yeah. home and kind of weather the storm. Yeah. Well, is there any part of you that's like afraid that you might get worse? Uh, I mean, I definitely, I definitely had that feeling uh, right after my doctor was like, yeah, you can't get tested. And like mm-hmm. that night I just had that, like my, like my whole aura was swollen and I was like, oh no, like what have I you know, what if I die because of this? I'm like, that'd be so frustrating. It's like the dumbest way to die is. So I've got to move. I think that way too, though. Past that panic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think Jamie and I talk about this all the time. I get on an airplane and I'm like, you guys are all safe because this is not going to be how I die. (laughs) I am not going to die in a dumb way. Because if I was supposed to die, I would have already died. Like there were opportunities like, yeah. This is so, you know, corona comes and I'm like I'm not going to die from this. Yeah. Like Yeah. That would be such a that'd be such a pointless death after all that. Yeah. You know? No kidding. Uh well, but that's 
I'm just curious what symptoms your sister was feeling when she was when she was dealing with what she thought it was. So I mean, she just had like all the classic corona. She had the dry cough, like super low energy. Mm. Um, uh, just like sore, achy. Um, she told me that it's the sickest she's been in years. Um, she lives on like the third floor of this old Victorian house, and she said like any stairs, like she'd take the stairs and just wiped her out for like an hour. Wow. So, you know, wow. And she, and she couldn't get tested either because she called in and they were like, yeah, you have it. Stay home. Like, wow. Yeah. It sounds like it. That really does sound like what I'm at least reading on Twitter from people like who also have it. What, um, is she feeling better? Is she still in it? Uh, yeah, she's feeling a lot better now. So she, okay. Yeah. So, so her and I hung out like two weeks ago and then she developed oh, wow. like a couple days after that. And oh, wow. So, okay. So now she's like really coming out of it and her energy's back and she's doing well. Okay. Wow. So yeah, like it, it is likely that you were exposed. Yeah. I mean, but I think, I don't know. It's, I think you guys were smart getting out getting away from society when you did because i think yeah a lot of people had it didn't know it and were spreading it without you know without even realizing it because it's like you just don't think right. you're gonna be the one to spread it right you know yeah well that's what like cuomo was like tweeting or something about you could be like the link between you know, someone and their dead grandma, you know, <laughs> like yeah. think, no one wants to be that. I think the most incredible example was one that we saw out of South Korea, which is they had 30 cases and they had contained it up to 30 and case 31 set off the whole chain and the whole country. Mm. Like case 31 was a woman who started to get sick, was told you should get tested, blew her doctor off, said, I, it's fine. I have to go to work. And like the next day, they're like, yeah, you have it. And in that day, she had only, like in just a day, she had interacted with enough people that the chain like, you know, became the outbreak in South Korea. Wow. And up till 30, they were like, we've got this under control. Like we've basically contained those 30 people. All it takes is that one person. It does, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Okay, well, um... What, I guess, what is your, like, what are you doing? What are you doing to, like, occupy yourself? How are you passing this time away? Um, I just bought a big, giant model airplane. And so okay. I've been nerding out on <laughs> nice. that. Uh, Great. Um, you know, same same thing that everyone else is doing. My wife and I just watched The Goonies. She'd never seen it. Great. Okay. So a good time nice. to watch. Uh, I'm rereading Harry Potter. Awesome. <laughs> that's a that's a good idea i mean it's just like a a nice wholesome book like yeah watch the news and yeah you know it's a it's a a nice change of pace absolutely you're based in denver yeah i'm denver is that right cool do you know i i also saw that um that like dispensaries were deemed as essential businesses or something oh yeah (laughs) and i was thinking Hmm, I wonder if I had a if I was incarcerated for a low level marijuana offense or any kind of marijuana offense by that matter, I'd be pretty pissed that they're now saying that all dispensaries are essential businesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that would be interesting. It, it was uh, it was funny to me how quickly New York City was like uh, liquor stores are essential businesses. And uh, apparently, there are a lot of places in Brooklyn that are that are uh, doing drinks to go from bars and just like yeah denver just started that when you order from takeout food you can also order takeout booze oh that's smart it's a good time to have that innovation yeah yeah Yeah, i mean that's what we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of innovation in this time period (laughs) that's that's what america does best is innovate their way out of hard situations (laughs) (laughs) interesting yeah well um I don't think I have any other questions. Do you, Jamie? I don't think so. Um, but thank you so much. This yeah, Woody, thanks so much for talking with us. Cool, of course. Any, uh, any, any words of wisdom or advice for others? Yeah, advice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like I'm not a qualified medical <laughs> professional. I'm just some guy who had cancer like eight years ago. So I'm, uh, yeah. I don't know, stay inside, wash your hands. I think those are the, the 
(laughs) the words to live by these days. Nice. Cool. And watch the Goonies and read Harry Potter. There you go. That's it. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, hope you feel better. Stay safe. Yeah. Bye. Don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. 